You're listening to The Dude Grow Show, coming straight out of Denver, Colorado, bringing you marijuana grow knowledge, news, and culture. At the tone, the time will be 4.20. Exactly. Grow talk, grow talk, growers. You ready to talk some growth scouting? Coming at ya. What's up, dude? Coming at ya. <laughs> recording, yeah. recording a show about how to grow your own cannabis <laughs> indoors and out. This is the heavy, the heavy and the grow talk episodes for y'all. Uh, if you don't know, three shows a week. Check them out: Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And uh, yeah, let's get uh, let's get, let's get into it. I'll see if we can put this show together. I've been. Come, it just came came straight off the mountains, man. Four days of mountain biking and having a race and all that jazz. Yeah, so, did you ride this morning, man? Are you hardcore enough to actually wake up early to go ride? No, I wasn't. Uh, after the first three days, and then yesterday was a race day, and it's only the third time I've like officially raced raced my bike down the mountain, you know, all the way, and it was just kind of brutal, you know. It's kind of it's fun, but. You know, I'm a lo- I'm ready just to not do a lot today, other than smoke some herb, talk about growing some good herb, and uh, yeah, yourself. Did you have any 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 weekend fun? Yeah, man, I was at the the Rocky Grass Bluegrass Festival, man, in Lyons, which was in in the woods in Colorado, and that was really interesting, man. In the woods? You mean in the <laughs> in the mountains? In the woods? In the mountains? In the yes. woods? In the mountains? I don't know. There's lots of trees, man, and uh, yeah. Were there a lot of people openly smoking there? You know, not as many as I thought, but I mean, totally. It was just like it was, uh, yeah, I mean, absolutely. Like, that's the way I wanted to be in society where it was no big deal. You could take a couple puffs, but, you know, people just would like leave their bowls and whatnot, like on their lawn chairs and like go into the river and stuff. So it's just pretty, yeah. pretty funny. Yeah, it was, it was like one of these, you know, they call them the, the Festivarian. I was a Festivarian for a while, dude. All right. And uh, it's a pre- pretty unique set of rules out there, man. You know, mountain rules, man. It was cool. I really enjoyed it. Word. Well, let's uh, let me give a shout out before we get into. I don't know. We got like nine, ten, thirteen, something like that. Grow talk questions. <laughs> try to get them. Try to get them all in from you guys. Appreciate people that send in questions. You can hit up dude grows at gmail. Um, go over to dudegrows dot com if you'd like. You can contact us through the site over there. Uh, and uh, yeah, shout out to Prime Time Supporter, as you guys know. Way to grow, kicking it. Support of the show. Um, they're, they're, it's kind of funny. You, you'll first notice that they became the support of the show right when we started to sound a little bit, you know, a lot better. Damn Because <laughs> we could go up and went and got some uh, true mics. Because Way to Grow mixer. is about the first believer in the show. Am I wrong? Yes, I like that for sure. Uh, and, yeah, it's still, what is it? What month is this? It's still July. It, All right, guys, if you want to keep it cool, they have their keep it cool sale. Even if you don't want to and think ahead, all the can fan shit is 30% off. So you're never going to get that good of a deal. You usually can't just go up and, you know, to any old store and be like, I want 30% off, please. Um, and, yeah, upgrade your fans. Like, I just upgraded my uh, my Max uh, 6 to a Pro Inline 6. Things are running a little bit cooler and smoother. And then I actually ended up using... 
that uh, that Max six on the other on my other side of my vegetative room, which I'll tell you about Wednesdays because I got I got a lot to talk about what's going on in my grow, but that's a different show. Uh, <laughs> right on, man. Right on. And of course, dude grows bulb deal all year round, every day of the year. Sixty dollars, thousand watt Hortolux HPS, as many as you want. Tell me what the dude grows bulb deal at any of their seven stores even up in the mountains there in silverthorn kicking it so yeah ma. Uh, what do you got man you got real growers up on here that's Scotty right reels man. real growers is a primetime supporter that's right man can't forget about real growers although i have for about a, i've been i've been in, in the woods for about four days man so i ain't checked my email or the order so i, I gotta get back to reality but um yeah man just wanted to tell you all about recharge if you don't know Check it out, man. Recharge microbial inoculant, my friends. Growth stimulant and a little bit with every water will uh, do miracles for your grow, man. Yeah, and it's one of the number. I'll, I'll give it the number one way to support the show, guys, especially. Uh, I mean, I don't know. You guys that have, have been donating are, are the number way, one way, too. But uh, it's going to help your grow, bottom line, and uh, help support the show. We've got the founder, uh, Scotty Real, over there, and it's the one product that we 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 push and sling and using our own gardens all the freaking time yep it's one of the staple the meat and potatoes as you would say scotty <laughs> it's a, it's actually not meat and potatoes man all right it's it's uh everything else man it's what makes them make meat and potatoes work man make what make them stick to your ribs brother oh so meat and potatoes got to be base nutrients i see okay <laughs> there you, I, go. you have so many analogies i got to try and keep up with them, you know so <laughs> Sometimes it can get a little tough. Let's roll you into. You know, man, uh, life, life, life is uh, full with analogies, though. You know what I'm saying? Where everything you can, you can usually look at one situation and really understand by applying. You know, you'd be like, oh yeah, that's the same as, uh, you know, th- the same as this other situation, man. You can really figure out that if if something doesn't work here, it's not going to work there. You know, there's a there's a lot of similar uh, uh, variables in a lot of projects, man. So. Well, I, I want to get a little more pumped for Grow Talk real quick. I got one one here I got to hit. So play light. I want some light up the jungle, man. I heard a bit, actually, some GNR this past weekend, and it was like, you know, all kinds of stuff off the one album. What was their biggest album? Oh, man. Uh, Appetite, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So bring on a little light up the jungle, guys. We'll be right back with Grow Talk. All right. It's getting me, when you're high, you never, ne- you know, don't get me going, I'll start singing some GNR. I'll get out my guitar, I'll start whistling, trying and doing the patience. Yeah, love it, man, okay. love it. 
We got something hot off the press from the captain here. If you guys don't know the captain, he is a, uh, I will call him a, just one of the best grow bloggers, man, with like straight, straight at you. This is how I've done it. And usually in, uh, all the time I've seen it is it's just great instruction. Everything from making BHO to uh, learning the captain style growing. So he's chiming in with another nutrient line um, on his own accord here. He says he's trying out the Technoflora line of nutrients. Okay. And uh, he said, the pitcher of the single colas are in week eight, and they scrog my plant. Wait, the scrogged plant is in week six. So unfortunately, I can't just visualize that for now um, until we do have a way to just beam pitchers mentally to our listeners. Uh, but we'll put it up. Actually, it'll probably be a blog up on dudegrows.com. Uh, but I've, there's a good point to the story. It says, I've been using the three-part base nutrients all through 1212. Uh, that 12-12, for all that don't know, is the flowering cycle. 12 hours on and 12 hours off. I prefer 11 on and 13 off. Uh, and he's, got, he's using their boost, bloom, and blossom. Uh, plus advanced nutrients overdrive, uh, powdered seaweed, G- GH, general hydro, CalMag, flora blend, silica, flora licious. And, of course, a recharge. Says he's impressed with the nutrients, but it's not a big improvement over anything else I've used. But it's no worse either. I would suggest it to anyone. So on that point, we talk about that a lot on the show, man. There's so I don't want to say it's super hard to find like bad, bad nutrients, but it almost is, right? If you have everything else dialed in that the plant wants, typically nutrients aren't your problem. Well, you know, when you're trying to diagnose problems, I mean, what do you think? There's no way that a company is starting a nutrient line, or I mean, I shouldn't say, there possibly is, but I couldn't see how I would start a nutrient line and be like, oh yeah, by the way, don't tell anybody, but you can't really grow anything with this shit. You know, like, of course they must have it di- their own line dialed in so it works. You know, whether it's what you want it to be or not, you know, as far as flavor goes. I mean, a lot, a lot of these nutrients come from, uh, you, you know, where you're, where you're not really, the end result really is uh, more about looks than anything. So when you're really going for flavor, I think you have to really get deep into your nutrients, man. I think there's a lot of room for improvement in a lot of these nutrient lines uh, for flavor. But I think they'll all grow a good-looking plant, man. Well, if that's why, you know, he's adding the Floralicious. It's probably going to give you a little flavor. Uh, the Flora Blend as well from GH, those two products. Of course, the Recharge, which has the molasses and the kelp in it. That's definitely going to help bring the dank, as you like to say. For real. <laughs> and uh, Technoflora has been around forever. And I think they, yeah, it's just a three-part, you know, a bloom. Wait, sorry, Boost, Bloom, and Blossom. Yeah, but when, um, when you have a three-part N, P, and K, I mean, that's just, it's just like saying, you know, I'm giving, you know, steak, potatoes, and, and uh, you know, frozen broccoli or whatever, you know. And, uh, yeah, that that's what's for dinner every day. Yeah, it's going to work, man. Can you have, you know, chicken? And, you know, whatever, you know, you know what I'm saying different, uh, you can substitute different proteins, different carbohydrates, uh, but it's still the same thing, man. And I think that's the same thing with, with nutrients, man. They're all providing NP and K, the basic building blocks, man. Yeah. True. True that. True that. I'm off my uh, game, man. I gotta get, I gotta get on my game, man. I gotta get my analogies back, man. Smoke too much right before, man. <laughs> Goes on to talk about, jacks. cause we'll... We'll bring you the good and the bad. He goes, here's a video of my shitty Sunlight Supply Magnum Triple XL hoods. I believe those are called the Ochos, Ocho 8-inch Triple XLs. 
He says they leak so bad. I sent the video to them today to show how bad they are. The video is basically just he's just he's got his hand on where the 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 glass hinges are like the metal framing for the glass and he's moving it like up and down like I don't know half quarter inch just like seeing that even with it latched there's still a bit of movement in there. He says he has to use clamps all the way around to fix the gap. Um the, uh, the upcoming room remodel involves CO2, so I can't have anything leaking. Believe it or not, I'm thinking of going back to cool tubes. They run cooler than hoods, and they give me more room to hang yo-yos. I mean, cool tubes, they've been around forever, right? I've never actually run cool tubes. The closest thing I ran was my liquid lumen tubes. But, right. Uh, cool tubes, I used to sell the shit out of them because how cheap they are. And guys, you know, running up a, a long row of whatever. And I don't know. I'm not going to – I don't really have an opinion. I'll say they're definitely affordable. And uh, I don't know if I, how, how I'd comp them versus – it's all in the reflector really above still the cool tube. It just – it kind of scares – my brain says, well, there's not a lot of room in there, so it's going to get hot quicker. But then again, the air running – once the air hits that cool tube instead of a hood, it just keeps jetting down the line. Sure. At least that's what I'm picturing. You know what I mean? Yeah, so maybe definitely. it's more efficient in that sense. Good point, Captain. Cool tubes uh, – I'm not against using that at all. I mean, Sunlight Supply should take care of you on that. For, they're supposed to have pretty good hoods. I have Sunlight Supply, uh, what are the hell are they called? Sun System something hanging up. They're about four years old, and they still still seal really good. So it, maybe it's a bad batch. I used to buy Sunlight Supply because at least it was assembled and some of them made here out of their light lineup in the USA. But uh, you definitely can't have, you know, leaking hoods. Uh, me and Scotty were talking about it before the show. If pushing or pulling, you're going to have issues with leaky hoods because you're either sucking D or air out and CO2 out if they're not sealed enough when you're sucking or when you're pushing. Scotty, you said you had some hoods that were that were leaking pretty bad to where like they were even pushing on the, the tape when you tried to seal them. Yeah, I've got some super old uh, uh, Sun System hoods, and you know I've probably got like five or six of them left over that I haven't replaced yet. And, uh, man, those things, especially when you push. I just put those nice Max 8s in, uh, the HOs, man, and those things, I put them right in the middle of my run because right at the end of my run, it's kind of close to where, you know, a a place where we hang out outside, and you can hear just those fans roaring. So I put them in in the middle of my run trying to quiet things down, and I was able to quiet things down well, but... Unfortunately, I've got a few of the cheap hoods on the end of the run. And, yeah, I put the blue painter's tape on there. I came back the next day, and it was blown off. Like, literally, because yeah. I've got, like, quarter-inch gaps there as well, man. So, it's We're going to have to get you a hood, hood replacement, man. We're going to have to figure out looking at some different options, either with, uh, I don't know if any of the other. The, I'm sure your OG. What do you have? You have, like, two OGs or something? I've got a, uh, no, not OGs. I've got the Karmas. I've got. Uh, That's right. The OGs are vertical. Yeah, I've got half a dozen Karmas. And, uh, are those holding up good? Yeah, those are excellent hoods, man. I really do like those. That's grow light or what? What are they called now? Indoor grow science? Is that, is that what they're yeah, called? Yeah, indoor grow science. The reason, yeah, and I, I don't think the, the OGs never, unless you had high ceilings, are hard to take off. Like just totally take off. I mean, I think that's why I've seen some uh, over. They had one over at Way to Grow on the used shelf, and it's just so vertical. You got to have big like a lot of room you know more than even i think it's more vertical i don't know how much depth there is in the spectrum king is uh that i'm running but regardless um yeah man come on scotty step it up gotta find you some hoods i don't know exactly yeah, what to the, go with but i mean i'm sure i could call indoor grow science and figure something out with that and i'm just not sure where i want to pull the trigger man i mean i'm half tempted to get one of those spectrum kings um man i'm just you know looking for something cool man i want to try something new 
Yeah, and you guys will double get, ended. Uh, you know, if I was going to call him, I'd probably get a double ended for four double ended from Indoor Growth Science. No. Yeah, but you don't have any digital ballast. It'd be nice if you already had digital ballast to run their HDE reflector. They don't run on an analog ballast. Are you sure? Uh, I'm analog. Jesus. I'm uh, magnetic sure. ballast. I don't think that their double-ended bulb will run on that. I don't even know if any will run on a, a magnetic. I'm not. I don't think so. But I'm no lighting science guy. We'll have to get them back on and ask. Yeah, we should check that out. That's a good. That's a good question. Uh, so let's go on to uh, write that one down on my notebook, man. Yes, yes. Um, all right. Question number two or one officially, whatever you wanted. That was a that was a captain update. All right. Uh, First off, let me say thanks to each of you. What is this? El Dude and Scotty. What is that? Authentico. 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 All right. First <laughs> off, let me say thanks to each of you for putting an extraordinary amount of time and effort in the podcast. Word. We appreciate it. Uh, the three show per week schedule really breaks up as work week. I like it. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm still digging the, the schedule, too. It's easier to sit down and get this stuff done for an hour of recording time versus, man, that, that one big old th- over three-hour show is pressure. <laughs> you know, get up and stretch out and eat, <laughs> you know. The dude so doesn't work in, in more than three-hour work blocks, okay, man? I just can't sit down that long. All right, and then uh, let's see here. He goes on. To, he says that the three-show week schedule breaks my work week and keeps me thinking positive, plant-based thoughts when I would otherwise be stressing about something getting me pissed off. I oh, love it. Um, on to the subject at hand. I think I recall hearing the dude has some experience with peat-based soilless mix, and I imagine that the illustrious Scotty Real <laughs> must have must have dipped his uh, his beak into the pro mix on an occasion or two. Um, I'm currently setting up for a run. Using a soilless mix of Sunshine 4. Uh, looks like an Oly, O-L-Y, Mountain Fish Compost. Sounds, Sounds lovely. Worm castings, perlite, lime, and azomite. I want to figure out a mulch that is in order of importance. One, not going to turn <laughs> into a safe haven for a bunch of motherfucking pests. <laughs> All right, I hear you there. Um, two, he wants it compatible with the above mix. Three, effective at keeping the top layer of soil mix moist. Four, cheap. He says, this will be used with five-gallon smart pots. Can either of you suggest anything? I'm open to inorganic options. Man, I'm thinking that real red, red color mulch from Home Depot. Ooh, that's nice you know stuff, I mean? man. It's got red number yeah. five in it, man. Yeah, the red colored mulch is what I would use. But it's like really unnaturally bright red. Yeah, they, <laughs> they buy it from the M&M's factory because it causes cancer, so they can't use it on M&M's anymore, man. Uh, Were you around for when the red M&M's went, out, went away back in the day? They used to have red M and M's. Then, like in the seventies, they were like they just took them away, and everybody was like, "Oh, they had to do that because it caused cancer, man. They caused cancer." Yeah, it was like the good, uh, it was the good uh, gossip back in the day, man. Really? Okay. And yeah, and then they came was... back. You know, the red M and M's are back now, man. They figured it out. <laughs> well, I am. Turns uh, out, red trying... number five is good for you. What does uh, I'm trying, all right? I'm just I'm just letting Scotty rant there while I get back into the the grow talk. Um, so it sounds like I was just trying to understand the fish compost. It says the world's finest organic fish compost. So I'm assuming that is just like a. Uh, Could you imagine living next straight, door to the fish compost place, man? So it looks like uh, on some of these pictures I just found really quick. Uh, yeah, a dried. Type of, it almost looks like a pile of peat or something. So we'll assume that, you know, that's his fish. I would recommend, I, I've done this before where 
um, outdoors. Like I just didn't want the top layer after I watered to dry out too quick. Also having some compost or mulch. I hate that word necessarily mulch, but um, I guess mulch just depends on what it's made out of. Mulch doesn't have to be straight wood chippings or whatever, but regardless, it would help when I watered in, it would help just that water just all distributed around nicely instead of watering in on top of the peat, especially if the peat was real dry. So I would use the happy frog from Fox farm. They have a um, soil conditioner and it, it is a it comes in a bale. It's pretty affordable. It comes in a, uh, man, I think it's almost four or three cubic foot bale. And I'm trying to pull up the, uh, the, uh, in, in, not instructions, but what exactly is in it here. And, let me see here. Take it away, Scotty, for a sec. <laughs> okay, man. I don't know. I don't use mulch, man. I use mulch on my bamboo, man. These bamboo leaves as mulch, man. That's actually awesome. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, you can't get them, but it's amazing. Did you say bamboo leaves? I didn't realize it, man. Bamboo leaves, they have, they're like loaded with silica, and so bamboo's like a self-mulching plant. So I'll take these, and I'll actually put them if I'm doing any, not that I would ever do any outdoor growing around bamboo, but uh, I take the bamboo leaves, and I just put them there, man. It keeps any, no weeds will grow over it, man. Or under it, I should say. And, uh, yeah, the silica, the bamboo has so much silica, the leaves slowly break down. And, man, it's really good stuff. Works All right, awesome. I found what's in it. You can stop now. <laughs> Just joking. So it has composted forest uh, humus, I believe, sphagnum peat moss, perlite, earthworm castings, a little bat guano, um, some humic acid, oyster shell, and dolomite lime. And then it has, at really low CFUs and propicals per gram, some mycorrhizal and a little bit of bacteria is there. But it was it's light. It's it, You could take it in your hand and, like, it, it's good. It's a good mulch type. I think it's what you might be looking for, and it's available at most grocery stores. So if you don't mind picking up some Fox Farm stuff, go with the Happy Frog Soil Conditioner. And it's a I know mulch? In, I mean, it's it's like I a mean, big... it's not necessarily a mulch. It's... It's uh, it's finer than a mulch. It's not like, you know, it's shredded finer, but it's not shredded as fine as like a peat or, or soil. Gotcha. Okay. It'll stay on, it'll stay on top of your soil mix well or and not mix in. Um, and it's it's fairly light with what's in it. So I don't think he's going to overdo the fact that he's already using um, the fish compost, worm castings, perlite, lime and azomite. Well, I'm looking uh, at mulch so- to be almost inert. You know, I don't it, you know, I'm just saying I'm not getting any nutrients from my mulch, maybe a tiny bit of slow release, but, you know, but I'm I'm really just want the mulch to hold in the moisture. You know, I'm just looking for a physical moisture barrier like, you know, how you put a lid on it on something, just putting a top of you know basically wood chips or something like pine bark or like i said i'll use bamboo leaves mm. sometimes but you know more of something to f- physically keep the uh the moisture in yeah off the top of my head i don't have a great nothing recommend- for in- i mean a high hydrogen would help yeah in the sense that also disperses water <laughs> well um but i like the fact that this soil conditioner has some good stuff in it too it's like a light like another just a light thing that you're going to be leaching through goodness when you water sure. in and you're not going to be overdoing it. Don't they use silica rock as as kind of a top dressing as well as a physical barrier keep moisture I've used in? That, but not in that sense. I, I I I sprinkled it out around. I didn't want to completely cover. I was like that's going to be too much silica, but right. I have put that on as a top dress. Yeah, I think people do top dress with silica rock as well. So if you're just looking for a physical barrier, yeah, man. I mean, I mean, I use pine bark too as well. But you know, I mean, definitely things can live in pine bark. I don't, I don't know. Well, he did say he doesn't want it That's to be a safe I mean. haven for, for a bunch of pests. So, dude, anything 
can be a safe haven. You got to just have your, you know, precautionary things there. You got to be watering in, either drenching with some Azimax to help. Uh, I think, I don't know if you had insect frass in your mix here. Insect frass has been working good to deter, as well as uh, the microbe lift, the, the Bacillus therangensis uh, subspecies Israeliensis microbe. Man. You're losing me, man. Micro- You're losing me. Microbe lift is the brand of that in a liquid form. It's really easy for fungus gnats. Um, but regardless, let's uh, let's move on. Let's move on to Ryder. Uh, let's right. see here. What's growing on? He says he's finished his fifth grow in a small locker. And he said he's gotten four to six, four to six ounces each time off of one to two plants. Nice. All right. However, this last session with Mango attempts above 85 pretty much the entire time the lights were on. He said he was getting around 78 with lights off. The bud looked great, but had almost no smell. I've smoked it this past weekend after drying and curing. He says it smokes well, but almost has no taste. I live in the south, tropical setting where Mr. Real comes from. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just germinated my next plants of blackberry, and I'm getting, the, getting temps around 90 to 92. So two questions. Are the temps the reasons for losing taste? I've read that high temps destroy terpenes, and terpenes bring flavor. All right. Well, what do you think about that? I do one think so. Question number two. Yeah, I do think that, man. And I've definitely been I mean, it, struggling with some high. The higher my temps go, uh, the less flavorful my weed is, man. Yeah, and you can. I mean, if you're jacking up some CO2 in there, you can still pull off an okay grow. But I think, yeah, that's I, it, on the right. Yeah, you can pull out an okay grow weight wise, but as far as flavor goes, it's going to suffer. I don't care if you have CO2 or not, man. Yeah, yeah, I agree that that's definitely getting too hot. Sometimes, I mean, and growing in a small locker can be tough. Which reminds me, there was a uh, man. Where was it? Uh, an antique type, like huge mall place I went to couple weeks ago to buy a mirror and there's this huge like seven or eight foot tall computer um like a computer i don't know what's the right word for it like no it was like a server cabinet there we go nice okay and and yeah it had vents on the top and the bottom already and it was only like 90 bucks i'm like man i should see if i could have some fun with that maybe right i'll have to go see if it's still there it'd be cool to try some out but anyway um tough to work with a small locker when it's getting hot i mean ideally if you can remove the air really quick out of the room it's in then there are other air in the room but if it's in a room that you like we've talked about before has ac coming into it but it's getting too hot i agree with scotty you know you're gonna suffer there especially getting above the 90s with flavor stretch you're gonna get more stretch and flowering typically and pre-flower and all that jazz and some strains can handle it better than others though um he says he's about to order some heat tolerant seeds interesting i mean that makes sense though There's genetics that can tolerate all kinds of different stuff from mandela to try and have better results as they claim to grow heat tolerant strains so the heat tolerant strain like ganesh be able to produce terpenes flavor and temps like i have i mean that's one of those things you just got to try it and see i think you're on the right track yeah definitely i mean, I mean there's there's you know, plants that are grown in, you know, the mountains of Afghanistan and there's plants that are grown, you know, in southern Mexico, you know, close to the equator. So it, it was really tremendous variation. And you're yeah, you're definitely on the right track by, uh, you know, finding variations that grow in the tropics naturally. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's better than finding something that grows, you know, well, up in the Andes or whatever. But a lot of times this plant is very, very adaptable. Um, but yeah, I think he's totally on the right track. I want to learn more about hazes, man. Uh, those I heard can take like 
long. I'm going to start to do that because I've really wanted to grow some hazes. I think the reason we never see them around here is because how long they take to flower, like at least three months. Right. And, and nobody like really wants to do that. But uh, I'm interested, man. Do you know anything about hazes? Do they get uh, I, just that they're I, hazy? I know they taste great, and we used to grow, grow them back in the day. There was a back, the Sensi Seed Bank used to feature them in the mid-90s really heavy. And, uh, yeah, they sometimes they would take, there was one that they had, man, I can't remember what it was. It was a purple variation, and it was, uh, it was like, oh, man, I can't even remember offhand. But, yeah, it would take up to 90 days to flower, man. It was just kind of drove us nuts. That's where we used to experiment back a long time ago with the uh, 10 and 11-hour uh, photo periods, trying to get these things to, to tighten up a little bit quicker, man. Yeah, and we'll check out, if you heard, we talked about on another show, um, NL5 by Hayes, maybe. I think that was the strain du jour back in the day, if I'm not mistaken. Well, I want to recommend looking into the, this nutrient company, Mana. I think Heavy 16, that nutrient company might have something too. But this company, um, I don't know if it was Jake from Grow More that was uh, hinting on it, but it's called the <laughs> nutrient brand is Mana, M A N N A. I think there's a buddy over our way to grow was telling us about it. A summer stimulator. And it says uh, right here. Basically, it's proven to reduce the efforts of overheating and growing environments on plants, allowing you to garden not only to cope but to thrive when temperatures rise above 100 degrees. Um, so this says it's organically derived. It's a biostimulant, and I've said before, it's basically like I think they get biostimulants or I don't even know if that's the right word sure. out of plants that grow in areas. Um, and the directions on it are to... Uh, Spray at least twice weekly or every feeding, and for best results, you use it a couple weeks before your environmental stress comes. Something to look into. And uh, what is it? A foliar or what is it? Uh, yes, it is a foliar. So it says uh, feed. Well, no, it says feed summer, feed summer stimulator at least twice, and I believe you could spray it too. We'll, I'll make a note here. We'll get some more info on it because it's crazy to think that there's a spray product. It's going to allow your plants to thrive when it gets over, like when it's that hot, triple digits. Yeah, called spray on AC, man. Spray on AC. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Um, let's spray. That's what you should come up with. You should trademark that. <laughs> you like that, huh? That's only uh, for yes. the East Coast, man. Hey, ain't you got no spray on AC? It's <laughs> ridiculous. I love it. Um all right, what else we got going on here, Come man? on, man. Lead the way, dude. Lead the way, man. My brain is just waking up, man. I'm just, just getting back into the swing of things, my friend, so. Really, really? Just getting I, back? Kind of, yeah, man. My brain ain't awake, man. I'd I be trying to think, but nothing happens, man. <laughs> All right, let's give a shout-out then at least to, uh, or in between a little grow talk here, to our, ba our base. I'll call them the, I'm going to call this our base nutrient supporters, man. Um, for me... I'm really starting to see good results. It's been about two weeks now on the uh, the Cano Bio line. All I'm using so far is their two bases. Um, the uh, Bio, uh, it's not Bio Verdi, Bio Veg, I believe that is, and Bio uh, Bloom. Uh, the only thing that as which goes with some of these like veganic organic nutrients, and man, they're murky. But that's not how I know it's good. That's like it's like the bottle that's not even. You know, ten percent used, but I've already overspilled it down the side. You got to watch where you grab it; it's all sticky, icky goodness. <laughs> right, but I trust I'm those. That, I'm, man, I trust there's flavor in them. There are bottles, man. Yeah, something with the sweet. Uh, 
oh man, what I forgot what came. I, I want to say sweet potato. That's that's not right. I'll have to have a bottle in front of me. Wow. Regardless, just sugars in to, general. You know, I just I just love that idea of feeding feeding the soil sugars and and letting the microbes go to work. Man, that makes sense to yeah. me, man. What you got, man? You Give know, me something. Give me something. All right, man. If you're going to hit Canna, man, I'm going to have to say that because I use Canna A and B all day long, man. That's that's my steak and potatoes. And what I use on top of it to make it really uh, taste good or taste amazing is Grow More, man. So I'm using BioCozyme. I'm using their kelp and fish. Uh, I'm actually starting and I'm going to uh, – in the spirit of Kyle Cushman with to keep the poop out of your pot, um, uh, Growmore has made a uh, Fuego, which is the same pr- type of protein hydroslate, so the same type of amino acids that you get from the fish. Uh, you can now get from a uh, totally plant-based. So you can get that's what their Fuego is. So I started using that a little bit. Um, so just lots of good stuff, man. I'm trying to think. Oh, the Mendocino Avalanche, man. I definitely finished off with that, and I definitely love the results I get with it. So, yeah. Yeah, and the bottom line is if why we've been – I mean, if you, out of all other reasons, the two biggest ones with Grow More have been quality and freaking affordable. No BS, man. You can get – like I said, it's it's affordable, good stuff, and, yeah, I'm kind of doing what you've been doing and building building my line off my meat and potatoes with some Grow More. Love it, man. Right. Love it. What do you got? You got a request, man? I'm going to take a quick break here. Quick break. Hit it, man. You know what? There, there's been so many uh, parodies that I found recently. I've been kind of searching through the archives that I even forgot we did, man. So let, let me find All one. Right. Let me find an oldie and throw it in there. A throwback. All right. Here comes a throwback parody. And uh, we'll be right back, guys. Listen to Dude Grows. All right. Feeling, feeling a little better now. I was actually, it wasn't feel bad. I don't know why I'm saying I'm feeling a little better. I'm feeling good, man. Starting to roll into this. All right, man. What do we got next here? Hit it. Uh, Hit it, sir, dude. <laughs> All right. Now, what's growing on, guys? He says, I have my outdoor looking like it's in pre-flower now. I want to, and I think this this is actually, to be official, came in about a week ago. All right. This um, is JR Token here. What's up, JR? How you doing, man? I'm waiting about a week, then I'll introduce bloom nutrients. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to flush as I want to keep her green. What do you think? I don't want to stick without the four ingredients. I do Recharge. I do want to stick with the four oh, ingredients. I do. Thank, see, all right, see, you're <laughs> making me tell me to roll with it, and I'm messing it up now. I do want to stick with the four ingredients. I love Recharge. this. I love, look, look how simple his grow is, man. This is J.R. Token over here, man. He's an experienced grower that's... Uh, been playing around with some of these, uh, you know, he's been helping us learn a little bit by playing around with All some right. of these components. Check this out, man. 
Then you tell us. You're right there. Dude, he's grown with just with Recharge, Fox Farm, Big Bloom, uh, which is like a, a, a tea more or less, right? Am I, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't use it. But wait, wait. Fox, yeah, Fox Farm, Big Bloom, Big Bloom is a yeah. good liquid. And then it's just, like a light, light bloom yeah, and, with a bunch of good funk in it. And then just a veg and a bloom uh, and, and insect frass he's throwing in there as well. But, yeah, I love the simplicity of this, man. So he's got the, the big bloom is his tea. You know, the recharge is, is really, you know, can, can replace a tea, but a tea with an ass load of microbes in it. So um, maybe a little duplicitous there. I'd be curious if you could drop the big bloom. Not sure. But basically just, you know, microbes, you know, and tea uh, and veg and bloom. Yeah, you know, fertilizer, man. So steak and potatoes and a little bit of tea, man. That's, that sounds good to me, man. I bet you that that shit works, man. I bet you it grows dank. Yeah, and it, but he says he's worried about it. Since his, I, I'm kind of seeing the same thing more. My outdoors, I, I'm guessing. It's like, all right, I'm starting to see. They're starting to flower, hopefully at least a week in, 10 days in. Come mid-August, you can really tell you're in flower. Um, I've been doing 50-50 right now, JR. I've been still using the bio um, veg and the biofloors. It wasn't bio bloom, biofloors, uh, and I, or any you know whatever you're using there. I would still add you know some nitrogen, but I would use it at half strength. And then you'll slowly transition over as you see your flowers come, and you're like, damn man, I've, I've got to be getting close to week four. And I usually cut them out, but still not completely, man. I'll skip a watering, and then I'll give a little more nitrogen. That, but then by week five. Completely done. Like, I don't add any more in at all. Yeah, but don't so. flush nothing out, man. The, what you got in there should stay yeah, in there. Because, I, I mean, it's not like, this. Uh, you know, all of a sudden the plant drastically needs to, uh, you know, changes its nutrient needs. It happens slowly. Yeah, definitely. Uh, otherwise, yeah, you're going to kick butt. Simple, simple, uh, simple program there. I dig it. Yeah, I really God, like every it. Every time I see this. You got to tell me how it tastes, like, man. Why don't you guys go follow that over on JR's Grow over on Grow Buddy? Uh, that's coming. That's coming. Yeah, but he, JR Token, every t- he's, he's all over Google Plus. If you want to follow what JR Token's doing, he's definitely all over Google Plus with great bud porn, man. He throws up some of the best uh, best bud picks going, man. So, you know, big ups. Every time man. I'm going to say, say something we're doing other than what we are doing while it's still summer you should there should just be like a soundboard button that's going summer summer <laughs> time i did dust off you, the uh soundboard man i'm gonna get i'm gonna get that going again i'm close man i'm close oh yeah things are gonna be a newsflash in effect it's always been getting better but yeah coming uh working through august here and then the kiddos are back to school you know i'm gonna have some time to get some shiz done yeah for real man. i can't be that lame dad you know hey Get away, get away, get out of here, leave me alone, podcasting <laughs> all the time. I'm just podcasting. Too much to do in Colorado. If you don't know it, stick your head out the door. Look west. Yeah, all man. Right. Let's see here. Hopefully I didn't just insult anybody. <laughs> Yo, man, you got the Spectrum <laughs> King going, man? I saw on your Instagram. You Instagrammed a couple Spectrum King pics, man? Come on, give me a yeah, yeah, give me a week one report, man. I want I want week one assessment. How much heat we got? I'm only gonna give teases, man, because you guys are gonna hear about it Wednesday. I can tell you it's up. It's been up for about oh, I gotta look at the calendar because I marked it in my grow journal. Um, but yeah, you, there'll be a full report. I have uh, no complaints so far, and interest, interesting things are happening. I might have to get Brendan back on. I kind of want to ask. He he did tell me that hey man, it's gonna have as with when you take you know T5 to HID lighting. I went from T5 to a Spectrum King, which looks bright as shit just looking at it. Um, but yeah, so I'm starting to see the the first set of leaves come out after you know it chilled out and said whoa, what's this light? 
Uh, so, yeah, I'll give you guys a report on it to Wednesday and what's going on and, and dudes grow. All right, deal. Deal, man. All right. I was, hey, I was, I'm, I was, not, I don't, I'm not that easy. I'm not that easy. <laughs> you gotta, you know. I was in the room replacing uh, my bulbs. I, I uh, One of the last projects I did before the family came home was uh, replaced all my bulbs, man. So I got some fresh Hortoluxes in there. P- pretty psyched. Big ups. Thank you very much, man, to Hortolux. Very, very nice upgrade. So pretty. And dude, the trick that I do, man, is I take my flowering bulbs and I retire them into my veg. And I know you're not supposed to veg with HPSs. I got you. But, you know, desperate times call for desperate measures, my friends, you know. So I don't. You can do it. I don't take separate. I don't have separate bulbs. And they say when you use a, a, a blue bulb, a metal halide bulb and veg that it tightens the inner nodes up. I do believe that that is accurate. But. You know, I have HPS lights from all sorts of old projects. I've got them everywhere. So for me to just grab a couple HPS lights and throw them up, and especially I did this in, what, I think I built my room in 2009, back when lights were still expensive, man. Jesus, lights have gotten cheap now, man. You can get a good quality light for a few hundred bucks, man. It's pretty amazing. And when I say light, I mean complete kit. Oh, man, you're right. And guys, I'm trying hard to get this uh, Hortolux lighting expert we know on the show for you. We... We've been able to get a lot of good information, but uh, we got to get them up on the show because I know they got more stuff in the pipeline. They're, they're going to get into the DE game. We'll see how long that game is able to play. Oh, I have here. Here's my notes. July 21st was day one of LED. So Nice, man. Now you know. Right? Man. It's you know. one week, man. Less than a week. Just less than a week, so things should be starting to happen. Oh, my uh, God. Has everything changed? Completely, dude. Once <laughs> I put that LED above it, um, it went from veg to uh three pounds <laughs> per half spectrum king light overnight i love right. it man i do believe though i do believe that that's where we're going man no, you know minimal air let me read the next question you know little 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 hydrogen i'm in the middle of it man I'm, i've already started man. i like somebody somebody said an email scotty that he's like the last few episodes i think I feel like I, you and scotty are getting a little angst so sh- whatever man all right go ahead fine <laughs> <We> are <laughs> You said you're in the middle of it. Go ahead. I forgot what I was going to say now. Hit it, dude. <laughs> Word. No, it worked. It worked. I was, I was listening to my favorite podcast one time, and the two guys were fighting. And, uh, they, you know, the one guy was a little bit aggro. And they sent a letter, and somebody sent a letter, and, oh, I hate it when mom and dad fight. <laughs> it's the funniest goddamn thing, man. That is. Oh, that is. shit. Thanks for laughing. Uh, I was wanting to know... What size slash type carbon filter would you recommend for me for me to upgrade to? He says I was thinking of going with the can seventy can filter seventy five, which will run my current fan with will run with my current fan or the can filter one hundred. The can filter one hundred would require me to upgrade to an eight inch fan. I don't mind paying more. I just don't want to be undersized. Uh, I'm currently running a recirculating scrubber, which is the six inch. This is funny because we just talked about this. Right. Six inch can light. So instead of exhausting, he's just scrubbing with a can light. Um, scrubbing means the air is not leaving the room. The the filter, the fan just continues to pull the air through the filter, exhausts it back out into the room. It can work. Doesn't always work the greatest uh, going on. It says, let's see here. I'm currently okay. Recirculating with a six-inch center, it's 440 cfm, but it doesn't seem to do the job. The room is sealed, 10 by 12 by 8, so typical bedroom size, right? Running four 1,000 watt h. This is like my 
first 1,000-watt room. Perfect. Four 1,000-watt HID ballast with air-cooled reflectors. The air conditioner is a 15,000-watt BTU, and I have two oscillating fans on each wall. I'm, all, I'm, I'm having a good mental picture in my head. Yeah, like, man, nice, nice description. I got it, man. I'm also running a dehumidifier and CO2. See, these when you guys... Um, if you guys write in questions or even when you're going into the grow store, like having all this, like he just painted the picture of his grow room saves a lot of, like you got to have almost all the details to really know what's going on in people's grows. Um, so basically sealed room, CO2, dehumidifier, AC, he's in control. He's playing mother nature. Uh, says thanks for all the hard work and help you do El Diablo. Yeah. All right. Uh, hey man, upgrade dude. You need to, I don't know. Have you talked to El Diablo? Is he in Colorado? Uh, I have not talked to him specifically. If you're in Colorado, hey man, if you're, catch us, man. We'll help you out. Yeah, we might, we might have a Max 8 or a, a ProLine 8 or something. But regardless, do what you, you, you're thinking you should do. I ran a Can 100. Um, it was it did not sit in my bloom room, so I didn't scrub with it. It sat actually outside of my bloom room and just exhausted the whole basement. But the door to the bloom room had about an inch crack under it. So that's the natural way the odor would go from the bloom room. And basically, just it worked out great. But either way, you're going to do it. I would go with at least a can 100 for 4,000 watts. You might have a little more carbon than you need, but that's what you need um, to yeah. take care of all the odor. Always err on the size of of higher. You know what I mean? Higher amounts of carbon because the worst case scenarios is just going to last longer. Yeah, and just run it with a uh, uh, the the base max eight will work. You can run I, the three speeds are nice because sometimes you find. You don't need it to run full bore the whole time, or maybe only you need it to run that much when it's hotter or when you're later in flowering, but it gives you the option to play with the speeds. Or when uh, you're trimming. Yeah, yeah. And if you're, yeah, man, if you're around town somewhere, I think we might be able to be able to hook you up as well. So thanks, El Diablo, for the question, and yeah. you can 100. Yeah, isn't El Diablo the guy that got us out, got us out of training mode? Yes, you know what's uh, <laughs> dude in a prohibition state. Not even even if it's not a prohibition state, it's hard. Like, dude, all right, time to replace the can one hundred. And you're like, I used to have to just you know sneak out and not sneak out, go out at night sometime and find just that right dumpster because nobody's putting a fucking can one hundred curbside for the trashman. You know? Oh yeah. I mean, you could hear. I would have to be out there with like probably five bucks and I'd help the guy load it in the back, but he wouldn't. He probably think it's something you know hazardous, but. Those are hard when you get into the bigger carbon filters to deal with as far as knowing where to put them. And, yeah, so yeah. just be cool when you guys are ever – karma will bite you, man, and karma has treated me well when you're in a prohibition state and people will be like, oh, yeah, you know, you could take I take my trash and just throw it over here. You can still take most stuff. To, I used to just take stuff to the dump because I didn't like give it, giving it to the garbage man, like old rock wool blocks, hydrogen, all the grow trash. I would double bag it and I would take it to the dump and – because we had that luxury at a dump close to us. Otherwise, man, if you're just doing it by your house, double bag it. It should be fine. I don't think trashmen like digging through the trash. Unless I guess unless it smells like a bunch of herb. Yeah, unless but, you uh, piss them off. You know, you got a whole bunch of hundred pound bags there that they got to lift, and they hate going to your house. <laughs> you know. Yeah, you, you got you a four contractor bag full of hydrogen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, or forty of them. <laughs> you know that don't work. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, and also don't, you know. Don't be afraid to tip your garbage, man. You know, give them a nice, uh, you know, twenty or a couple twenties every Christmas. That that goes a there you go. goes a long way for getting rid of a can fan. Keep your grows safe. Tip your trash, man. Yeah, definitely, man. All right, next question. What's up, dudes? What's growing on? Thanks for consistently putting out grow talk prior to discovering the show. All my research was either YouTube or rolled up. 
which both are great for figuring out stuff. You just got to filter, filter your brain, what's coming in. I work third shift, and it's awesome to listen discreetly, and no one has a clue as I'm getting A1 grow knowledge. That's yeah. Sweet. They think you're jamming out. You're like, nope, I'm learning to grow some dang. <laughs> um, anyway, in between grows, I finished my last grow with the mind frame of consistently dialing things in. My last grow was at my bachelor's pad. Now I'm newly wed. Ten months in, he even says. All right. I'm left with figuring. <laughs> I'm left with figuring out how to get growing again. But I'll be in an attic. Ouch. Attics are not cool. Mm. I'm in North Carolina, so our summers are hot and humid. Originally, I planned on waiting until October-ish, since things tend to cool off around then. However, I can't remember the episode, but the show mentioned here. This is actually a Mana Nutrient Summer. You guys would think that this company has talked to us, but we still have never talked to them. It's just crazy product that we're going to get to download. Also, I'm considering a dual hose AC or possibly a mini split. At my local grow store, they suggested having the condenser in my attic. Now, the condenser of a mini split's the outside unit, correct? That's uh, yeah, the condenser is the yeah. outside and then the evaporator is the inside. Yeah. So if you're growing in your attic, sense. you can't have that in there. And if you did have it in there, it'd have to be framed off in its own area with a massive outtake fan as well cuz those babies oh, I, kick some air. I guess he's talking about his dual hose AC is what he's saying. So I mean, I guess well, this is leaning towards a dual hole, dual, <laughs> dual hose <laughs> AC since my area is relatively small. I've made a rough model out of PVC just to measure th- things out visually. That's detail. Holy man. shit, I'm man. Working, this guy is not like me. I'm working with a three by four by five area. I plan on building the final grow space with two by four along was coming up with the wait along with coming up with a way to insulate the walls. Um, I mean, you could probably right. just, yeah, you could probably build something out of foam. Okay, you can buy the four by eight foam. Uh, at just I would, all you need is a knife, you know, a big big duck knife, and just cut that, you know, measure and cut that foam. The hell with putting two by fours and everything if you're just in an attic. Wait, so this is a three, you know, length by width by height, right? Yeah, three, three by four foot. square, five foot tall. Mm-hmm. Man, you got to first like. No HID lighting for me. I guess it's potential, but you want to. I would be wanting to mount T5s right to the ceiling, potentially. And maybe to the walls, um, too. If it's three, you know, you might be able to just take a bunch of T5s and mount them all over the place there. Well, listen, okay. Spaces, vertical space is the most valuable thing we have. You're down to five feet. Um, LED tech, so what I've seen, anything with LED that's narrow has fans on the top. I don't want to deal with that. I had, if I had a T5 fixture, only about three inches um, thick, I believe, I would mount that directly without hangers or anything, screw it right in to my ceiling. Right. And then I would run um, the uh, at least every other, if not all of them. Probably I'd actually stagger them. I think they get a little bit hotter. Those power veggies from Hortolux. So if you're in bloom and you have an eight-bulb T5, you know, do four veggies and then four of those power luxes or power veggies to get the UV but let's see here, three by four space. So what could he do in there if he's three? Put four, him man. on the walls. Yeah. So he only has an option for one eight bulb, right? Because eight bulb T five is two foot wide by four foot long. So yeah, you could mount a couple single fixtures on the walls. Yep. Um, or doubles, like the I two mean, foot strips. Yeah, and I mean you can get or, that stuff at Home Depot. T fives is a you know a real common uh, fixture that they use in kitchens and baths and regular construction so you can go find all the different really inexpensive variations of t5 uh, uh, fixtures over at home depot or wherever you buy your your uh, 
uh, you know, your home stuff. And if, if it, you know, money's a factor and you don't want to buy all gardening stuff and you could find some I mean, really small two foot and four foot sections and, and really build a lot of light in there if you wanted to T5 style. Yeah, definitely. And when you're, if that's, you know, I don't know if you have a growth store to work with, that's a good suggestion of even all, even with the, uh, you know, the T5, the swirly burb fluorescent lights are good, for, you know, supplemental lighting. But as far as yeah, you putting know, a portable AC and that's already a small area, right? I don't. I wouldn't want to do that. It's too big. I haven't seen any real small portable ACs. Um, and if you're getting one from the depot or wherever else, just did he say it has the dual tubes? Um, yeah, dual hose. You definitely want that. The mini splits way overkill for that area. Yeah, and but you could maybe get you, a, a small, like a five thousand BTU. You know, one of those dual hose air conditioners that you're talking about. Just a real simple one. And I would, I would think that that would do a nice job of cooling for them. I do run one of those, the Hydrofarm dual hose one. It runs like 500 bucks. And if you could figure out a way to get, um, if you have AC in your house there, pull air from your house and just rip it through that space and then back out of the roof, and uh, that would be out of a smaller, uh, rip it back out, like using a small carbon filter, and that kept it cool enough. I don't you know. You could throw if, some. Yeah, what if, you just, what if you just kept it sealed and just put yourself, uh, you know, a six-inch duct in there? You know, from one of the bedrooms or something, just diverted a six-inch air conditioning duct and put it in there. That'd probably be enough. Just crank your AC down all summer, you know, to where I I would think, or or run your fan, at least run the fan. I think you'd get a bunch of, you know, 80-degree or 78-degree air in there consistently. Yeah, and you, yeah, not a bad idea. And you could, if you, man, it's a small area. If there's any way for you to, sometimes you get creative with having the AC out of the grow area. In like a another area that's like a, a vented box, if you will, like picture that that AC in a, a like refrigerator style box or something. And then you got the hoses going in your grow room, and then you exhaust that heat out of that box that the AC. I don't know. Yeah, what we're saying is what we're saying is the AC it gets hot. You know, most of the heat is vented away with the hose system, but that AC gets hot. So even just leaving the AC in the room does create heat watts. So I'm looking at one of these portable ACs right now, and, you know, it's only got maybe a 12-inch by 6-inch vent that where all the air conditioning, uh, where the air is forced out of. Uh, you could take maybe that vent and uh, just kind of build, build the uh, uh, ductwork. I'm sorry, you could build a, basically a hole in there. Uh, in, in your room, basically, to allow the air to go through and to recirculate. You'd have to find where the air's coming in as well. But you could certainly do something like that and just keep the compressor of the air conditioner uh, out of the room or out of the little grow space. But 3 by 4 yeah. by 5 man, you might just want to consider going and getting some 2-inch uh, thick foam board and just constructing, you know, an airtight separate room out of the foam board and just using, you know, making a plywood floor, basically. <clears throat> Word going. He hey, says he's been using. What's up? I, I am against trying to run his house AC in. I'm thinking about that. If you take a duct and run your house AC in, first off, he's going to make your. He's going to water down your home AC, but it's also going to uh, make it really um, to where it's constantly pushing a bunch of air into that room, and it's going to cause positive air pressure. So it's going to any. It's basically going to be like blowing air over those plants, and it's going to stink. So if you're trying to keep it stealth, you don't want to uh, to be blowing air over those plants. You actually, maybe what would even be a better idea, if you're going to maybe avoid air conditioning and uh, just pull air all the time out with like a can fan and a can fil- you know, a filter, a fan filter combo, just to constantly be causing a negative air pressure and pulling air from the outside in and exhausting the stinky air. You know, might not be the worst idea either. 
Yeah, parlay. It says uh, a lot of ways to do it. And he goes on to end his question comment just saying, uh, I love it because this is how it's worked for me too. He says, cannabis has definitely been a gateway into gardening. I plan on gardening in, in some compa- in some capacity from here on. He says he's been using recharge in his veg garden on his patio and it's kicking butt. Um, and thanks, parlay. He says, sorry, it's so long-winded. Sounds like I need to set up set up a consult so yeah i mean it's good if you want to draw out I join you know, the dude grows space. crew and see if they'll help you out man you know those guys are there's yeah. definitely a lot of great effort. hey you know what and uh uh jay maestro over there he actually knows how to uh work with some uh with with chillers and whatnot so if a small chiller and an ice box type thing uh could be a solution you, you might want to check that out i know they've got some really small chillers that just came out you know, like, uh, I think they're 10th horsepower or something, but they're like, I don't know, man, like eight inches by eight inches. They're really small and pretty, pretty cool technology. So something like that might work. I don't know. Yeah. And that's the dude grows crew yeah. over on Google. Plus. I do know you this, man. Up at- you, you got to parlay that three by four by five area into some dank, homie. That's what I got to say, parlay. Yeah, you can hit me up at dudegrows at Gmail if you want. I've helped people out before here and there, depending on how involved it gets. I mean... Sometimes I've done consults just with a small payment on PayPal or whatever, but regardless, um, crowdsource yeah, that p- stuff, man. Crowdsource it. <laughs> uh, let's roll on because, man, we're gonna get into. Uh, yeah, we'll keep going, man. We're gonna definitely be. This will be the longest grow talk yet, other before the three-hour shows. All right, um, man. Hey, did you? Speaking of grow talk, man, didn't I talk to you last week? You were getting some uh, uh, the Bluemont drippers installed, man. Did that actually work out or what? Yeah, I mean, it worked out in the sense I just got back. I was uh, gone for four days in Winter Park, and I just told my neighbor, Todd, I'm like, keep an eye on those. I mean, everything seems to be working, but keep an eye on them. Make sure they don't wilt. You didn't water them once, so they're doing good. The only thing I'd like to do on top of it is make sure I get a good, like today, I'm going to go out there and water in, as I'll call it, some funk. Like get Each one's been getting water basically off of a pressurized hose from my tap, Blue Mott. Is sen- the blue mots are sensing how much water to give it, but yeah. I don't. And since it's just running straight off of like a manifold, I'll call it from my tap, um, they've been getting just that plain water for four days now. So it's, it gives you flexibility. I'm gonna go out there today actually and water in some recharge because I'm not gonna try and push recharge through the blue mots. No, and, definitely uh, some that, other funk. That would be no good, man. Blue mots are like the what are they? Tromp blue mots or something? It's some German company or I don't know. Some, I believe Austrian. Yeah, it definitely ain't English. I can tell you that much. But it is like, I don't know, they're between, I think they got a little one for about eight bucks and a big one for 12 bucks. And it's a steak. And it's got this little, uh, a real like pliable, uh, soft uh, rubber line going through it, maybe an eighth of an inch if it's that. And the somehow it just opens and closes. It just, it just creates a, uh, a little bit of pressure, just enough to pinch that line closed. And then when water's needed, it just uh, releases the pressure to open it just enough to let, you know, little drops of water. I mean, this doesn't pour out. This makes a dripper look like something fast. You know, it comes just a couple drops, drop, drop. And then when it when it gets uh, to the proper moisture level and it's got this little adjustment cap on top. But when it gets to that level, man, it just pinches itself closed. And I found them to be really cool. I used them and then i stopped using them when i was really started getting heavy into soil biology because i was playing with you know adding soil biology almost every time but just for you know just keeping your plants moist and watered especially with these super soils i think there's something to these things man we gotta we gotta yeah. get homeboy on the show man trump blue mont sounds like a pixies album man <laughs> 
Trump, Blumont. Um, yeah, the next, uh, I won't say question, but we had a, somebody chime in uh, about Spectrum King uh, coupon code discounts. So, yeah, there is uh, Dude, if you don't know, D-U-D-E, S-K, as in Spectrum King. Dude S-K saves like 100 and 150, I think it's around 10% off their lights if you go over there to buy anything. And if you're on the fence, just keep following and I'll give you my opinion either way. As you know, like I said, I've grown this Island Sweet Skunk out quite a few times. And uh, came back in town after being gone for four days and relying on other people in the garden indoor and out. You're always a little nervous, but everything was okay. It was pretty funny. I planned it actually perfectly. I came back today and my outdoor uh, uh, white widow big bud was just starting to wilt, you know, lightly. Nothing detrimental. I was like, all right, I'm here. I'm back for you. All right. <laughs> nice. All right. So, uh, so, yeah, man, hook it up over there if you want that dude SK and uh let's roll on let me see where hey, i'm at here just we go number eight man just What's I, up? I put this one on for alpaca nug here i'll take one man mr dude and sir scotty just crop some bud check out this resin ball on the purple hail is that how you do it <laughs> I, I don't know what per- I don't, halo i don't know i tried go to, ahead go ahead i thought it was a oh he had some explanation first. points yeah, it was so sticky and delicious, even without a cure. Damn, did it get me high. Thanks, Recharge. And, uh, dude, I did, he showed some pictures. I'll see. We'll get these up one way or the other. I think you might be able to post them directly to Instagram. Dude, uh, sick. This is some of the most resinous butt I've seen in my experience, sir. I mean, I was like, holy shit, man. So you got to check these, these, these bud pics out, man. In your experience, sir. In my experience. I mean, if it's a digital picture, I think we can get it on Instagram. Oh, right. Yeah, know? this thing was just the frostiest of frosties, man. Way to go, alpaca nug. And your ass is local, so I'll see you soon, man. I'll be able to smoke that nug. <laughs> All right. And he also says the last pick, which yeah, I'll get these up. I'll get these up, was uh, in week five with dude's ISS cut. Um, that's my Island Sweet Skunk cut, not mine, but, you know, a cut of I have, in a scrog. And it's good to see, man. I'm debating whether to scrog um, out some plants again. Usually I don't. I usually bamboo them or just give some uh, zip tie, or not zip tie, twist tie support up to the hoods. But when you do scrog the plants that like to be, you you hit max yields that way. I mean, it really gets the light all over the flowers. Um, so we'll see. I got some decisions to make on the outdoor, too. Those are starting to get pretty crazy and they're gonna need some training and scrogging uh but regardless regardless that's good yeah. let me uh let me bring in jake here man come on what you uh, got i said hey dudes i think i has a problem from what to be read up on i have soil mites apparently try, apparently try just to eat the dead bacteria but don't know all right but let me know if i trust these <laughs> i'm having trouble with this question with these fucks I agree. Anything in the soil, I do get really brutal with uh, and also start to uh, use profanity. Should I kill them or leave them for now? Okay. Since his plants are doing very well other than that. So this is a very vague question. For, do you have, Scotty, do you have an idea? Soil mites? I, d- I mean, I do, I I do have some tough love for, do we got a, a name here for Jake, man? Jake, you got to get yourself a, a jeweler's loop, man. We got to know what we're talking about. To talk about bugs, uh, just mystery bugs and should we kill them or not? Come on, man. How, how can we have an intelligent conversation when we don't know what the fuck we're talking about? 
we got to, you know, I, this is the same tough love that my uh, entomologist friend gave me. She said, I can't help you until I know what we're talking about. So get a jeweler's loop or see if you can even even get in like a, some of those yellow sticky traps to where you can just pat them down and at least get something to stick on there. Get it stuck into that, you know, that glue and then be able to take a picture of it while it's not moving. You can macro in it with your, you know, with your iPhone or whatever. Um, but we got to know what we're talking about because there's a ton of benefits official bugs um i was freaking out earlier man uh, a couple years ago i went and saw a bunch i was like oh my god they're root aphids i see them they're all over the place i can't believe it and i was freaking out and it turned out they were just springtails and springtails are like a you know like a byproduct of having a really living active soil and all they do is help process they uh they help process nutrients for you as to where they're eating waste and partially digesting it, almost like the biocozyme does. So they're good for you, and they naturally thin themselves out, and there's really nothing wrong with them. So if you have just beneficial guys going and making uh, you know, making uh, nutrient for you, you don't want to go killing those guys off, just nuking them. Yeah, yeah, you got to know what's going on because you could be hurting something good. And, um, and there's, a, there's yeah. a lot of good bugs out there. Uh, most of the bugs, you know, or especially the ones that are eating your uh, uh, the, the dead waste, man, they're solubilizing that for you. You know, they're digesting that and solubilizing it. And there's a whole, that's where the soil food web starts. I mean, the beginning of the soil food web is like, you know, birds, and then it goes to worms, and then it just goes down from there. But there's bugs of all different sizes in the thing, man. Word. Let's go on. Let's go on to uh, real quick. Just uh, hopefully, I don't think anybody's hopefully getting bored, but I just I wanted to hit a lot of these questions that came through, even the quick ones like this one. I remember you having a discussion about a converter kit, meaning I buy only two bulbs, for instance, and splitter a splitter for the ballast. And then I reuse my old 600 watt ballast to run two lights. The only one I've seen or remember recommending was from uh, SunPulse. SunPulse has a splitter. That basically you need to, according to them, and uh, I believe I agree, it's called The Splitter from Sun Pulse. Plugs into a 1,000 watt HPS ballast only. Um, and it is, let's see, right, let me make sure I got that right, 600 watt. You got to use the Sun Pulse brand lamps of any spectrum. And it says 1,000 watt HPS only core and coil. So you got to use an, a, ma- a magnetic ballast is what you have to use to do this. You can't do it with a digital. Right. And then you use Sun Pulse's brand. It's, it's pretty. And, and what? It gives you two 600s off that 1,000? That 1,000 will run two 600 watt Sun Pulse bulbs. It's pretty clean. I like it. I haven't run it. I think it's totally still available. Um, not an expensive product. And yeah, it's pretty slick. But you, I would yeah, rec- stick with their recommendation of buying their brand bulbs. And I've run. Sun pulse bulbs before. It doesn't sound like I it's think. saving you any money at that point, bro. Well, what do you think? What do you think? I mean, if you got to run their specific stuff and you got to buy the splitter, I mean, why not just buy, you know, you could buy another magnetic ballast for that price or a whole setup for a couple hundred bucks. And then if one ballast dies on you, you're not shit out of luck, man. You could just switch over. You know, you've got another ballast as for redundancy. I'm not against that. It is nice to not have, you know, at least so if you have something fails, not everything's out. Yeah, start thinking but, about fail-safes when you have your grow. If you got a choice of having, you know, two 600s running off one ballast or two, man, if one ballast goes down, do you want to be at 50% or at 0%? That's the same thing I say about greenhouse controllers, man. That thing goes down and your whole garden's running on it. Forget that. 
That's what I, I have mean, my man. Stuff I, I think like with the commercial stuff, you're going to see the guys that are really succeeding are the guys that don't lose harvest because they have redundancy. They they really built their greenhouse and their greenhouse systems well. Yes. All right, man. I'm going to go on to Brian, and let's see here. I'm the noob. <laughs> I'm the <Word>. noob. <laughs> Thanks for the ad. Quick question. If I have my ballast next to each other on a table for testing purposes, will they act adversely and trip my breakers? I have to add they are magnetic. Ooh. No, I mean, if you got the amperage there, you're fine. As long as you got, I mean, depending, you can't run typically 2,000 watts by any means through yeah, one you, breaker. You know what? I actually tried to help this guy, and I, he sent me a... Uh, uh, a decent, you know, long email, and I was like, hey, just uh, text me or call me or something. I said, just call me. But uh, we talked a little bit, and, yeah, he's kind of getting, you know, kind of the the 101 crash course on on electric right now and just about breakers and amps and, and all that because there's, you know, there's no free lunch for this stuff, man. An amp is an amp and a watt's a watt. And, you know, I'll, I'll, let's, let's give just some basics, though. A 1,000-watt light does about what nine amps some are a little some are a little no, i think it's 9.5 yeah I think. On, on 120 on <clears throat> so yep. yeah and that's because it's pulling all that amperage off one leg of of two legs you know normally <clears throat> excuse me when you have power uh the power comes into our house as two 120 uh lines and 120 plus 120 equals 240 so when you're pulling 120 you're taking one of those lines and you're pulling all your amperage through it so you're pulling nine and a half amps through it which is significant uh a breaker a normal breaker is like a 15 amp breaker and it's really 15 amps of peak load it's not meant to run 15 amps on all day long so those nine and a half you know amp 1000 watt breakers or 1000 watt uh, ballasts those really are probably designed to be just that's probably the, the reason why they are the that amperage and that size is because that's probably the maximum you can run on a dedicated 15 amp uh, amp circuit is about nine or ten amps so if you're on just a regular you know in a bedroom or something like that you're going to be able to plug in basically one 1000 watt light and maybe a couple fans and some, and some other ancillary devices, but that's about it on your one circuit. So, uh, if you're thinking about putting a grow in a bedroom, go at least identify. It's not really tough to do this. I know you know guys like Costa Mesa Steve will say, hey, dude, just you know get an electrician in there. If you're in a cool state and you can call a cool electrician to come on in, go for it. But it's not that difficult to, I mean, Home Depot's got electricity, one, two, three books. That's where I, that's where I learned my theory. But it's not difficult to go and find where your dryer comes in. You know, if you have an electric dryer or your stove is another one. And, you know, either, you know, if it's a grow, you know, it might have to make some choices. But you might want to disconnect your electric dryer. I usually has either, I think it has a 30 amp breaker there. And you can run, uh, you know, basically a glorified power cord to there and uh, yeah, get a, get a couple lights at least from there. And that's where 600s and that's where these LEDs really start looking good. I mean, when you can get a 400 watt replacement for a thousand watt in an LED. Now, granted, we haven't proved whether it's a true, you know, ounce for ounce thousand watt replacement yet, but there's a lot of talk about 400, 450 watts of LED being able to replace a thousand watt because of the efficiency watt per watt. 
And uh, I'm, start, I'm starting to believe it. So, yeah, when you can do that and you can say, well, I can either do one light at nine and a half amps, 1,000 watt, which is going to cover a four by four or five by five area um, at nine and a half amps, or I can go get um, a thousand watt replacement LED at 400 watts. Um, yeah, the LED at 400 watts. I mean, damn, that's a big difference. That's two and a half lights I can put up there. That's two and a half times, 250% of the growing area. So even if it doesn't yield exactly what a thousand does, I make it up in the increased growing area. All of a sudden, with the one thousand watts, I can light up my entire room. All right, that was lighting one hundred and one <laughs> and lighting electricity with Scotty Real. I'll take it. Number one take from that is if you can get an electrician to help out. I had to get an electrician when I, I upgraded. I was running four six hundreds. I could pull that off okay on my regular house panel, but after that, um, back in the day when I went to four thousands. Um, I got an electrician and then in my new location here, I, uh, you know, I got temp needs Todd as the neighbor. So he did all my electricity. We just ran a sub panel from the panel down and, you know, it's mounted right on the wall of the room. The, the breakers are mounted right there. So, and one more thing, uh, by the way, I, I, when you do it at 220, uh, so, you know, that's what the difference between 110 and 220 is. So a thousand watt ballast will run at nine and a half amps at, at 110 at 220, you're pulling the same exact amount of power, but you're dividing it up, pulling it off of both legs of the, you know, you've got two 110 lines, you're equally pulling it off both the 110 lines. And it's uh, just a bit better for the entire system. You got less of a chance of burning wires out and you got less of a chance. What happens is you can tax out one of the wires uh, coming into your house. I've had people burn the wires out, actually burn them off their house. So they just fry up right there and it's only one. Because they were running a whole shitload of power on one of the legs and didn't realize it was, it was an imbalanced load. So, uh, yeah, there's definitely something to consider on that. But, yeah, at, at 220, a thousand watt light was what, about four and, four and a quarter? A little bit over four amps. I guess, I guess uh, about 4.6, 4.7 amps. Because um, you're just taking that nine and a half and dividing it in half. So, that's why people always say 220 is better because it pulls from both sides of the, of, uh, both legs of the electricity service of the house, man. A little bit cleaner. All right, all right. Got a couple more questions here. I'm all getting right. antsy, man. I think I've been sitting down for like an hour. <laughs> Sorry, man. That's just something to wear. I felt bad because the guy, it seemed like he just kind of got started, and just you kind of need to know those basic fundamentals so you can size up. And another thing is how big of a service do you have coming to your house? I was in California recently where they were saying um, because they don't use air conditioning there, uh, a lot of guys have 60-amp services coming into their house. If you have 60-amp service coming into your house, there's nothing you can – that's what that's your limiting factor. You can put in as many breakers as you want. You're only pulling from a maximum of 60 amps. So uh, it's definitely something to consider before you, you know, before you go to grow. Go look at the service and see how old it is and what kind of breakers are there and what kind of room is available. All right, I'm done, man. <laughs> take, take a breath. Take a breath. Next <laughs> question. We've got two more here. Uh, Psycho Ward, Psycho Ward. He said he went and grabbed a little thing of Rutec cloning gel. I was going to compare cloning with and without the cloning gel. Scotty had mentioned getting a small container and throwing it away after that first use. I got home and started reading about it, and right on the side of it, it said for ornamentals only and non-plant food use. Can I even use this gel? What do you think, Scotty? Yeah, you can, man. Um, the uh, IBA that's in it 
is a hormone, and it's uh, you have to jump through some hoops to get it listed through uh, listed uh, for food crops. And it turns out here, I actually found this for you. Uh, the reason that root, the reason that rooting hormones are labeled for it's got air quote it's got quotes around for food in the U.S. under EPA guidelines is because the U.S. EPA requires certain tests under re-registration guidelines. These tests, being quite costly, had not been done since there are very few uses for rooting of food crop cuttings, because it is mostly ornamentals that they use that for. Therefore, under U.S. EPA guidelines, all rooting products are now labeled for ornamental plant use only or for use in the nursery. So... Uh, it, it also says, if you read the MSDS, IBA containing root hormones, uh, the, toxic, uh, the toxicology acutes are non-toxic. Therefore, the products contain only the minimum EPA-required caution warning. So it's kind of one of these things where when you deal with hormones, you're dealing with the EPA, and God, good luck to you, man. I mean, you're dealing with a government agency with a, you know, it's, it's not, uh, from what I'm to understand, and I don't deal with them directly but it's a fucking mess man and all you do is just try to get your product passed or um or or excluded one or the other so i think a lot of these people have chosen not to play the game guys like clonex and whatnot have chosen not to play this stupid game uh paying an ass load of money to the epa and just put the warning on yeah and that way i mean i'm comfortable with using it i, w- I still wouldn't use things like the you know sprays even an early veg with avid and floramite and forbid and yeah all this no other that's jazz, totally I, different man that's totally different those stuff like this says if you read the msds it has uh just a caution warning on it man it's got the minimum epa required warning on it because it's uh it's not like it, it does areas because it uh the toxicology acutes are non-toxic so it's non-toxic is what they're saying but it's still got it's still got a warning because it's a hormone and because they didn't uh, they they didn't go through all the testing that they needed to. So we, if you want the long answer, I asked Jake this one time because uh, they have to put some shitty warnings on some of their products, and I asked him about it, and he said it was really a, a bum deal. You know what a lot of these people do. And when I was in California, actually, uh, I did see some pretty weird warnings places, man. You know, like the, you know, these pro- products, you know, you go to the convenience store and because they used whatever cleaner they were using, they had a sign up that said these products, products used in this store have been known to cause cancer, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, wow, you know, they're, they're really strict out there. Yeah, yeah, and a lot of people just don't have, you said, like the money, the money to put up, especially when... Uh, or it's not yeah, worth it, deal with it, but it's not worth it to some of these people. There are guys that, you know, what is, what is it, H, what, HDI, who sells uh, Clonex? You know, where they're just like, you know what, man, I'd rather just, uh, you know, either take the claims off my label or put this warning on my label because people are going to use it anyway. They've already built their brand yeah. up. People already trust it. All right, last question here. From Cordy. Cordy is chiming in. All right. <clears throat> hey, dudes, crew. <laughs> nice. Um, How you doing there, man? Crew. I think you need to get on your bike, man. You want to start pedaling right now, dude. Anyone have a link for that Guardian stuff Scotty Real is talking about for spider mites? Also, does anyone have experience with it? I had a rust in my population and want to get something in case they come back. Thanks. I can Oh, Scotty, I know you chime in. I can tell you I got to get my hands on some, too. I still have a little Ed Rosenthal's left, but they both seem to have... It's not the same. Cinnamon. 
I know. I'm not saying it's the same, <laughs> but they both definitely seem to have cinnamon in it. And I know, I, from my experience, the Russian mites do not seem to like that. So, but uh, go ahead, man. Where can you get it? What's yeah, your experience? You with know it? what? A bunch of people have been asking me for it. I use it. I love it. Uh, I'm I'm amazed by it, man. So, uh, I actually bought a dozen of them. I've got a dozen of the one gallons. So if y'all need them, I'll throw them up on RealGrowers.com for the crew. The shit's expensive, man. The shit is costly. It's uh. $40 per, you know, so each one of these ready to use, not ready to use, but you throw this in a one gallon container and you've got a gallon of ready to use, but 40 bucks, man, for just a one gallon of ready to use. I will say though, it eliminated my spider mite problem. You know, I do have to, you know, I, I reapply it, you know, maybe once a month or so, but I'll be damned, man. That shit really does work. And it's not a poison to where it's, it's not a toxic, uh, toxic to humans it's not nasty it leaves your room smelling nice you don't have to suit all up to wear uh, to uh, apply it or it's really creepy when you when you're applying something to something you're eventually going to smoke that you can't let it touch your skin i mean that scares yeah. me all right man i think it's officially getting close to being in the bag <laughs> i did well you're doing a lot of jiving uh put all three of those pictures of the purple halo and the scrog on sweet skunk. What you think Instagrammed of that thing, out. man? That was fucking nice, right? Yeah, crystally, crystally nug. Very sparkly. Sure. And I like to see that the the island sweet skunk scrogged out. It's that that plant has a lot of flowering sites, and it's, I think I'm gonna try it here. Do a scrog with it under the uh, spectrum king. For real. Um, and yeah, man. Uh, other other than that, guys, if you want to. Uh, one more shout out to Recharge. Pick it up over on Amazon uh, using Real Growers Recharge. You can find the other things. You can just go to the store from there, Real Growers or RealGrowers.com, and uh, help it out and help your garden out more than anything if you're not already using that. Yep, Guardian's uh, there too. Or at least I'll put it up there tonight, man. So it'll be up there momentarily. So you'll be able to get rid of your spider mites or whatever you got. Yeah, I'm going to spray again here. I'll update you guys Wednesday. I got to do a spray for the uh, potential hemp russet mites. What do you feel about spraying clones, man? I got clones in the chamber that haven't fully rooted out by any means. They've been in there for about a week. How do you feel about spraying them with different things? Kind of, kind of feel like I should wait. Wait until till they the root, out. man. Yeah, wait till they root. I don't want to mess with their. Uh, I mean, they got everything they're doing right now to not die. Probably hit <laughs> so. them with some easy wet. I'll bet you easy wet wouldn't hurt nothing though. Yeah, do a little smothering. At least that's what I picture when I saw the easy wet coming out of the bottle. The gooey sweet smelling stuff right it's that yucca in there right all right man we're gonna put it in the bag guys we'll be back wednesday uh with what's growing on and everybody we will talk to you soon keep your grow going toke one down enjoy the rest of your monday or whenever whatever day you're here in this <laughs> and uh you guys that have still been supporting uh really appreciate it for sure and take it easy. Take it easy. And I'm not going to say, t- I was going to say, take it easy, Scotty. I got to come up with something else because you got that take or easy dude sometimes. You got to get the sound be- sound machine going, man. You'll just be able to hit a button. It'll actually be take or easy, dude. You know? <laughs> take or easy, dude. All right. Later, Scotty. Mississippi Queen.